0: Well done, <laughs> you got yeah. back to the UK and yeah. you and I, despite technology, we've managed to connect. How about that in the 21st century?
1: Fantastic.
0: <laughs> hey, listen, it's the first time you've been abroad for a long while, so how did it feel getting away?
1: Um, it's great to get away, change of environment. It was awesome. The airport experience was quite painless. Uh, The online information with the um, airlines and filling in various COVID forms um, is um, a long process, which, okay, this necessary. We're trying to protect everybody's health and safety. But for the billions that they spent, the automation on it is not very good. The communication for the layperson, I think they're going to find it very difficult and, and very nerve wracking.
0: Because let's face it, flying is quite a complex thing. If you've not been to an airport, they're not the easiest thing to get around, are they?
1: No, and and the time it takes. I mean, it's the time in between. Yeah, the travelling time. So if you're flying from here to Turkey or to Spain or to the Caribbean or to America, it's between two, four, six, eight, twelve hours for the journey. When you're driving to the airport, an hour, an hour and a half, and then two hours checking, it's an enormous, enormous amount of wasted time that they haven't resolve that issue and it's very easy i think to resolve it and they haven't it's a pain and and for the industry to really take off forgive the pun they need to work on how they do that because it's still antiquated there's lots of computerized automatic printing of your boarding pass but it's not because they want you to print the boarding pass before download an app so you can do it automatically but when you get to check in you still got the same guy giving you um a label to put on your bags and put them through the convey- conveyor belt well you could do that from your car you could walk straight to the gate for if it was done pro- really properly it's ridiculous how it's done it really is bad um but the the whole covid the whole covid test and how they're doing it i mean anyone would panic and think they'd never get home if they didn't do it properly the questions that are asked downloading photos <clears throat> and id in order to get it done with their wording is very, very tough, and it wasn't, that wasn't easy. We got, it, we got it done because we could understand. We wrapped around things. If you couldn't, if you couldn't use key, uh, the QR code, you had to – in fact, basically, they, they should have said things like, if you can't download the, the QR code, say no, and then you punch in something else, you know. Um, and that's the only way we worked out from trial and error. Otherwise, it's like, oh, maybe we can't come home. It's, it's not very good. So a whole new layer of admin yeah. now with COVID-19 added to flying. Yes, it is. It makes it makes me think twice about going away. But I enjoyed the experience away. So, and I kind of know what to expect now. So I know the process. But for the first person going away for your first time, they are going to find it quite difficult and quite kind of nerve wracking to a degree. Some people go, no, it's really easy. But a lot of people have found it quite difficult. Got to the airport. Some women have been there. Some people I met have been there for five hours because they couldn't get there. Uh, second covid test qr code and reference number it was sent to that work email for example don't send it to your work email send it to your personal email so you can get access to it in a second country they had to get friends and family to get involved in them to get it sent it was like you know i didn't have that trauma but there are people that had a lot of problems
0: oh what a nightmare and for some people obviously the whole idea is to go away and to relax and now i mean Listen, when it comes down to it, the other thing that is going to affect some countries that you're flying to is Brexit. Did
1: you have any issues
0: with that at all?
1: Um, no, um, but um, and I'm not quite sure why, because I think Turkey was part of um, Europe. I'm not even quite sure. I'm showing my ignorance now. But um, uh, oh, yeah, no, no, it wasn't because actually part of that automation is um i think the uk have probably done a deal and we used to in years past had to have a visa and now we didn't have to have a visa so that part was a bit easier uh you just fill in your full details and it was all it was automatic and there used to be a 10 pound charge and there was no charge so for turkey that was easier
0: Oh, that's good because we're like um, going to go back to the old days, like the early nineties, where we yeah. had stamps in our passport. Yes. Enough. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, well, we've still always, so, yeah, we we still have that. I mean, every time I go to Turkey, I always get a stamp or Cyprus or various other other countries, anyway. But yeah, I think I think that that process now. Uh, or for this particular country was was straightforward. So, yeah, you may have to p- apply for a visa. And in the past, we've had to apply for a visa. It's, it's name, address, passport number, those sort of details. <clears throat> and it's fairly straightforward. The difference is, is that, yeah, we'll probably have to be, we'll probably be charged 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 quid every time you enter into those countries. That's where the difference might might, might come from. It's a money making thing.
0: Now you're lucky, devil. You got away with your uh, bloke friends to have a nice golfing holiday. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to go away. This is me assuming this. You didn't have to go away with any lovely screaming kids sitting next no. to you. All did. Yes. You.
1: <laughs> no, no. In fact, I, I, you know, again, I was. We were very lucky on the flight out there. There were literally was a large plane with about fifteen people in total, um, so that was delicious. On the way back, it was a, a different story. It was a packed flight, um, but there. No, I was flying away without children, without family and partner. So um, it was. I just had to look after myself because we've both done it, right? Yeah. with children. Well,
0: mm. now, so so some dads listening to this that might have just become dads. And they are actually planning a holiday, a much deserved holiday with Mm -hmm. their little ones. What is your advice being a dad of three?
1: My advice, depending on the age of your children, because I take it all the children aren't the same age. I've got varying, various ages. I think, first of all, you need to plan how everybody's going to live, what rooms they're going to be in and behavioural tactics. I've already had this conversation as I'm planning another trip with the family. And to say, look, you know, everyone's had a highly stressful year. It's uh, everyone's been on their heckles a little. So I think we need to make sure when we go away that if we do get a little bit angry or a little bit kind of upset with each other, that we take a deep breath, go to our corner and then and then not get into any confrontational things. That's number one. Number two, I think it's going to be really uh, important that we plan the journey, have everything worked out and correct addresses, Uh, booking reference number, booking flights, times, transfers, important contact details, insurance documents, COVID details. You're better off one week in advance, get everything done, Get your book your seats so you've got everything done, have a backup to make sure you get your taxi there early. There's no point turning up two hours before the flight when you're supposed to get there. Turn up three hours, sit down in the airport for an hour, have a cup of tea. It'll be a lot less stressful. If you hit traffic, you're still going to be on time. If you've got a problem with your passport, you're still going to be on time. If your paperwork's wrong, you're still going to be on time. So get there an hour earlier than what you're supposed to get there just so you can sit down and relax listen to some music or watch a movie or walk around the shops or go and buy something. You'll find it a lot easier to get there early. That's my advice.
0: Oh my God. Your advice is so good. Honestly, being a dad of three with um, children that are two of them significantly younger than yours, but Mm. our third child, they're both the same age. Now I first went abroad with my little one when she was a baby and I remember at Luton Airport, we all know what a glorious place Luton Airport is, don't we? And uh, there there we were. And the uh, guys' customs made us taste the milk as we went through. Yep. And, you know, so it's like, what? You have to do yeah. that as well. And you've got, like, this top in your arms. And you just yes. Fold the push chip. The one good thing I will say, though, if you have got a baby, and I joke about this now, if you've got a baby, you often get to the front of the queue, I've
1: noticed. Yes. Uh, that does help, doesn't it? it? It helps a lot. And, again, we're planning. I mean, I always say, whenever I'm planning, whoever I'm planning to, to travel with, I always say we travel Light. Anything that goes in a suitcase goes in a suitcase. We don't need bags. We don't need travel on bags. If you're going to take food on board, if the airline doesn't provide food, we'll take a bag of food. But we don't need bags of X, Y, Z and bottles of drinks and anything else. You don't need it. You need an extra top if you get cold. That's it. You want a packet of crisps, or you want a packet of sweets to suck on on there? No problem. You want a bottle of drink? Fine. That's no problem. Take a small little carrier bag, a small bag, empty your hand, empty your handbag of all of the rubbish and travel light because it's the sort of thing that will stress you out, make you tired. Don't do it. And I always make a point like, oh, I've got my bag. I carry my bag every day. I say, take the stuff out, put it in the suitcase. You're traveling on a plane. Four hours, you are not going anywhere apart from to the toilet. Now, there's kind of two camps
0: that I'll divide us into here. There are mm. those that do have children or have mm. had children. Yeah. And there are those that haven't got children and will never have children. Yeah. And I was unfortunate enough, as was my wife and my tiny little top, mm-hmm. 40, 14 years ago, to be sitting behind the Victor Meldrew of the fight. Yeah. The grumpiest guy you could ever imagine. So yep. every time my tiny little daughter mm-hmm. cried because obviously her ears were playing up bad enough for an adult, isn't it, when you take yeah. on. Yeah, Just screaming, screeching. You're trying to, you're trying to sort of mute them, but you can't do it. And all he kept doing was turning around and tutting every two seconds. What do you say to people like that and miserable gits like that?
1: Well, I tell you what you do. You make your child cry a little bit louder <laughs> and, and and be satisfied in the fact that he's already feeling the pain. There's, no, there's nothing. You, there's nothing you could do. In fact, the be- the worst thing you could do is turn around and tut back or get upset with him. The sheer fact your child is suffering is to go is what every adult has to go through whether or not it's on a plane or in a supermarket. If they misbehave misbehaving there and they're screaming and shouting and want something, it's like, hey, you want to misbehave, you misbehave. When you finish crying and what well, a we're gonna make our way to the till and then get in the car. But you're not having what you're having. Don't worry about everybody else. And to be honest with you, have you ever even remembered or bumped into that person again? Are you ever going to sit down and have a drink with him in a bar? Are you going to be traveling in, in a car with him somewhere? Are you going to send him a Christmas present or a card? No, you never see him. If, you probably don't even remember what he looks like. Once you get off that flight, you'll never see them again. So, what they might say, I had a nightmare child. Well, he was a nightmare child once. His partner was, or whatever else. Don't give it any thought. If they pitch up and say something to you and say, Can't you quiet that car- car- child down? Say, I would say, well, anyway, we're recording, and I would swear with the exploratives, too. So, say, yeah, you're a fucking idiot. And exactly. then say, sit yourself down, be quiet, and let me get on what I'm doing. The child's not well. Have some sympathy. Have some compassion. Yes. Or move another seat. Or another airline.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. The thought's going through my brain. And, you know, the other thing, of course, when you are a brand-new dad, of course, you get used to it after the first child, I believe um is is that kind of embarrassment whenever you go to a supermarket and the child has a tantrum or anything but actually after a while i start laughing i actually find it all quite amusing but I well
1: mean, i, I, mean, I mean, mean the the, the uh, it, it served me well i never and i mean this i never had a problem with any one of my three child children after any kind of event like that because i made it very clear i went down to their level I took hold of their hands very gently. I looked them in the eye and I say, there's a rule. Number one, you never cry for anything that you want. You ask me nicely. You're well behaved. If you deserve it, I'll buy it for you. If I tell you no, it's no. Ask me again and you'll never get it. If I give it to you the first time, you deserve it. If I say no, don't ask me again. Because if I I tell you no twice, you're never, ever going to get it. And when they cried, and they like and then some people go, "Oh yeah, but when they cry, cry after You've asked them to stop, and they don't stop. I say, "Of course, I had to go through that." So I let them cry themselves out. I say, "Stand there, cry for as long as you want to cry for, and when you're finished, we're going to walk out of here."
0: Do you know that that is the kind of discipline that I think we'd all like to dish out to our kids? And you see, let's face it, we all kind of react differently, don't we, to tantrums and tiaras and all that. The reality is, I sometimes think it's the mood you're in yourself. Because if mm-hmm. you're, if you're top, because you obviously, you know, you're very calm there. You managed to deal with it. Most of my children, I say most of mine, yeah, all three of them were pretty good. I think I was more flustered with my first than anything else. Because it made me laugh, actually, after a while. She used to get, when she was tiny, she would get on her hands and knees and heads up the floor. In right. the middle of the supermarket. Yeah. And I'm like trying to like, laugh and all honestly. And then I remember carrying her out under my arm. Mm-hmm. She was literally throwing teddies out, you know, onto the floor and Nice bloke came and picked the teddy up, gave it to me, and was half laughing. I think most people, most people are on your side if they see that happening, aren't they?
1: Well, not only are they on your side. I think, again, when you start worrying about everybody else, you can't achieve what you want to achieve as a parent. Yeah, the, the, the point is, is that why is your child doing that and what are they going to learn from it? As soon as you give into that, what's going to happen again? Well, i tell you something if you give in to me every single day, I will take full advantage of it. Wherever I go and whatever I do in life, whoever I take advantage of, knowingly or unknowingly, that gives into me, I'm like, well, thank you very much because I've got my own way. Well, as a child, they're an adolescent, they don't know any difference. So once you've given into them, that's what they know. It's like, hold on a second, I cried, therefore I got what I wanted. It's the same when they're a baby. They're crying in the, in, the, in, in, the, in the cot because they want another cuddle. They want some comfort. They're a little bit bored. So therefore they'll cry, cry, cry again. But if you lay them down and they cry and you check their bottom, you make sure they're being fed and they're warm and everything else. You go, there's nothing wrong with you. You lay down. They cry again. You leave them five more minutes than what you did. But you know that everything else is okay. They're not suffocating. They can breathe okay. You're checking them great. You don't pick them up. You go away, they cry again. You leave them five more minutes again. So, you know, every time they have to work a little bit harder to get what they want because there's nothing wrong with them until such time they go, this is not working.
0: Absolutely. I love it. Listen, you and I let's face it we've been dads for quite a number of years and we're still learning though aren't we as we go through life it's a learning curve I've, and, I've,
1: I've had three I've, I've gone through it three times so I've, I've got better and better with with, with it although my, my my children might say no it's a nightmare
0: <laughs> and, and as we know there's there's every uh, every chapter of your child's life isn't it from school to college to uni but we'll go down that road another time but let's face it, they're always going to be your children, whatever happens, whatever age they are. So uh, it's wonderful, though. The beginning of when you, you are a dad for the first time is the most amazing time. Tar- it's,
1: it's amazing. And it's a complete learning curve from the moment you bring them back home to the first bath to the laughter when you're trying to hold on to them. You don't, you know, everything's scary when you first take them onto an escalator or try and get through the doors with a buggy uh, in a supermarket or, or a shopping center. You know, for the first time you put on a baby grow uh, to changing their nappy, it's, it's continuous trying to get them to feed or latch onto the breast <clears throat> the first time you brush their hair whatever I mean it's, it's it's continuous.
0: Damien what I was going to do I was going to talk about the school run but actually I thought this actually worked quite well <laughs> <laughs> talking about children on planes and the embarrassing dad and child moments and actually because we are live this yeah. is a podcast about dads FQ magazine we both have to do School run now, being five to three. It does so great we, stuff. We better leave it there. And what I'll do, um, I shall contact you again soon, and we'll both have another chimwag for the next episode of FQ Magdads. So I can't wait to uh, chat to you again. And uh, again, welcome back to UK. I'm so glad okay. you had a great holiday, Damien.
1: Nice one, buddy. Speak to you soon.
0: Take care. Yeah. Bye yeah.
1: bye.